Hey, 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 what's up, man? This is Jamal Brown with the Preacher Main Podcast. What do y'all think about the, the five-fold ministry? Like what, what we call the five-fold ministry in today. I don't I don't I think that's a just a made-up term. I don't actually think it's in the in the Bible, but the five-fold ministry is is very important. It is absolutely important. So don't get me wrong for what I'm going to say. Uh, the pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles, and prophets, they're key to, to believers maturing and coming to a better understanding about the things of God. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, and the majority of that hearing will come from at least one of those five ministry gifts. Where I have a disconnect sometimes is when people expect or believe that just because you have a passion and a zeal for God and his word, they automatically want to put you into somebody's pulpit. I'm not against the pulpit at all. And honestly, that could be something I may be fit for in the future. Who knows? Maybe. But I know there is more. The body of Christ is huge and has many different parts and organs. For instance, let's say pastors represent the heart, teachers, the liver, evangelists, the lungs, apostles, the kidneys and prophets, the brain. All five of those organs are arguably the most important or frequently used. But there are several more organs and body parts that has to work in harmony in order for those five to function properly. They may be the most talked about, but doesn't mean they stand alone without much needed help. There are other positions and callings of influence than just being in full time ministry. The church can be so full of the fivefold ministry gift. We forget how important it is to have believers out in the field, especially in this time. We can clearly see how important it is to have mature, objective believers in the realm of politics and local government. They can be just as important as a pastor or a teacher because they can practically help implement policies and laws that reflect God's word or a businessman or a woman that can work with the community to provide certain needs a church shouldn't have the sole responsibility of doing. Whatever that talent, gift, or skill is, we should be able to operate in it with a biblical mindset and use it to inspire more to want to know the God that we serve. And one example, I were, people that are familiar with uh, Kenneth Copeland uh, Ministries, he's uh, he actually started out as a singer. He was, I think he was, he had a top 50 hit back in the fifties or whatever. He was up there with Elvis and uh, Chuck Berry, I believe, or something. He had a, a nice little hit and people that know he actually still, he's a good singer. He can sing. And so he was called into the ministry. So there are plenty of, ex of exceptions to this rule. So I'm not even talking about that. People are called into the ministry and, and is pretty much known when they are, you know what I'm saying? So. For those people like Kenneth Copeland, you know, or Fred Price or uh, my man of God, uh, Dr. Sammy Holloway, you know, they were flagrantly uh, specifically called out into the ministry. OK, so I'm not talking about those uh, are those many ministers and preachers that belong in that category. But I think a lot of this stuff may have um, we look at it in a different in a different way, in a different image. We look at scriptures like in Luke five starting with verse eight. And this is in the New Living uh, translation that I'm reading from. 
And it says, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man, for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I read that because, you know, that's the image I think a lot of people have when they come to the to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, like, I'm going to leave everything and follow Jesus. And so we take that kind of literal and and don't really use it within the the proper context. Like even in Matthew, people, the the new covenant doesn't start into Acts like this is. This is still the old covenant, even though Jesus is here on earth. The new covenant and everything did not start until Jesus died and rose from the dead. Okay, And I believe during this time, you know, it was important to God to get a committed group that would help lay the foundation for what we now call Christianity. They needed to immerse themselves with Jesus because this time his time on earth was short and it was a lot that needed to be learned and understood. But even then, like. The disciples were a group of men that had various skills and expertise like fishermen, which was a good paying job during that time, a tax collector and even a politician slash kind of revolutionary and Simon the Zealot. And in Acts 6, the apostles were being burdened with the responsibility of equally distributing goods and services among the people. This was a business, mind you. This was a business. And the disciples the apostles, I mean, the, the apostles, they were they didn't want to be burdened or, or they should. They shouldn't have been burdened by um, it was like a food business, um, goods and services and other stuff was being handed out and sold and all this stuff. And so, you know, in order to continue their mandate to preach and teach the word, they needed others with like minds, wisdom and Holy Spirit to tend to those particular business matters to make their job easier. And once those matters got taken care of, it said in that word in Acts 6, the number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. this not only happened because the apostles kept ministering the word, but because others fit in, fulfilled the lane and played their position. Those new believers were just as much to the credit of the apostles as it were to those that played other roles like today. The body of Christ is lacking, in my view, in other mature believers being a part of the same mission, but just in a different lane. We need basketball, football, baseball and tennis players that are using their platform and influence to minister the word, either by example or speech. Also, musicians, scriptwriters, comedians, producers, investors, etc. Like me and my wife, we get into uh, Kev on stage and we're really drew us to him was his his kind of clean company and it just wasn't clean company it was good it was good stuff uh you can tell it was thought out it was relatable and you know it all fit into this still what you would call christian box you know what i'm saying he, he he never he didn't curse he never really used any graphic images or imagery or anything like that he has kept pretty much his whole thing wholesome. And so, and he's getting national and international 
recognition for that. And, you know, that's an example. That's what I think, believe we should be doing. We should be in those spaces still holding on to, to God's word, what he said, his mindset and everything, not just wilding out and doing anything we want, saying anything we want, but we're doing things that will attract others, but also, you know, entertain us at the same time. You know, we need people in every expertise industry and field, not only to proclaim the name of Jesus, but to be a witness. People see the wisdom and zeal somebody has for God and they'll quick, they'll be quick to point them in the direction of some seminary or apprenticeship to get into full time ministry. Well, I'm I'm not against that at all. There's nothing wrong with that, per se. I'm just I'm not sure we inquire enough of believers to see what they're skilled in. What else they enjoy? What other talent do they have and how we can nurture that so we can all work together for our good? It doesn't have to be pulpit or bus, especially today. There are other avenues that we can be more useful for the body of Christ and the world at the same time. It doesn't have to be either or just because you're not the heart of the body doesn't mean you don't need the intestines just because you're not the lungs doesn't mean the pancreas is irrelevant. We need all of it. Being kingdom minded doesn't mean drop everything in the sense of your individuality. It means drop your own agenda and attach on to God's. We don't have to get rid of things we do best or enjoy unless it's something we clearly shouldn't be doing in the first place. Revival is not going to start because we have all these new preachers, teachers, apostles and evangelists and prophets which are good when we do need those. But the revival is going to start when people take their unique positions as believers and move forward in that industry. Peace.